most of our interruptions don't come by angels. Sometimes it's the other side. We feel like that must be the devil trying to get me off track and interrupt. But I'm telling you, there's most of the time it, God uses things and people and plans and things to, to get in because he has a purpose. And here he's speaking and he says, hey, got a plan for you. Joseph. I mean, he had a plan. Joseph, I'm, I'm a spouse to, to be married. I got to get this house built. I got to get the plans going. I've got to get everything prepared. And all of a sudden, Mary's pregnant. All of my plans, all of my hard work, all of my dreams. Now what can I do? Maybe I'll just divorce her privately. I really love her. I don't want to have her stoned. I wanna... And then an angel shows up. In his dream. Interrupts his plans. Interrupts what he wants to do. And what he thinks he's going to do. And says hey. What she's telling you is true. Take her. Do not be afraid. Raise this child as your own. Come on. This is the plan. What you thought was the plan. Was not the plan. What you thought was an interruption. And what you thought was a detour. It's been the plan all along. You see God has a plan. And sometimes it goes along with your plan. And other times it's a different plan. And then Mary. Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth a village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to a man to be married named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared and said to her, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, greatly troubled, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, You have found favor with God. We talked about that favor last week, what we think favor looks like. What favor really is. Verse 31 You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great. It will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will have no end. And Mary said, Mary asked the angel, How can this happen? I am a virgin. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. I'm I'm sorry, uh, uh, jump down to verse 38. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. King James, the New Living says, according to your word. Or King James, according to your word, let it be unto me. I love this, just so simplified. May everything you have said about me come true. Can you say that today? Can you say, Lord, everything you said about me, everything that your word says about me, everything. I know I had my plans. I had it all set out. We had everything worked out. And this is nothing like I planned. But may everything you've said come true. May it happen in my life. Talk about an interruption. The shepherds. Or out tending their sheep. They're just, they're, they're, they're minding their own business and they're minding their own sheep. There's a whole message right there. Mind your own sheep. (laughs) 
And all of a sudden, the angels. There were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. Can I tell you, when God interrupts us, it terrifies us. It scares us. It upsets us. Because we are, we are pretty routine people, aren't we? I'm just trying to tend my sheep. But the angel reassured him, do not be afraid. He said, I bring you good news with great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. Peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. All of a sudden, they're interrupted. And we know the rest of the story. They go and see. And then the wise men, they've been looking and searching stars, and all of a sudden, there's, there's a star. There, that, that's something that's different. It, it, it interrupted their schedule. It interrupted their plans. And all of a sudden, we got to go. And so they begin their journey. What to, to, to interrupt. Listen, only, let me tell you one more time. To stop or hinder by breaking in. To cause a break or discontinuance. Interfere with action or speech. Can I tell you today, God wants to break into your plans. Sometimes we have our plans so well preserved. <laughs> we have them so locked up, nobody knows them. But can I tell you, God knows them. And God can get in. He has a way of breaking in. Of interfering. Of causing discontinuance. And so... If you're, if you're taking notes, I mean, if, if, you, if, if you did not get one of the little handouts and would like one, raise your hand. You did not get a little handout and you would like one. There's a, ushers. They should have some. Well, they're going to go look for them. <clears throat> all right. Did they give them all out? Not possible. There they are. There they are. Okay, yeah, just run around. If you, if you uh, want one, you can raise your hand again. But we're about to go to number one. I should, have, I should have done that first. I'm so sorry. So uh, we're talking today about divine interference, interruption, stepping in, coming in, breaking in, coming unplanned. And so we want to talk, number one, about divine interruptions... Or an intervention. Everybody say it with me. Divine interruptions are an intervention. It's our life. It's someone else's life. It breaks the normal flow. It gets our attention. Everybody say, Lord, get my attention. That's a dangerous prayer. That's kind of like praying for patience. That's really not something you want to do. Because he'll try it to the very nth degree. But when you give the Lord uh, permission, Lord, I give you permission to interrupt my life. I give you permission to intervene. I promise you, he will. 
But you know what I love about God? He'll do it when you don't give him permission. He interrupts people's lives all the time. And they go, I didn't even ask for this. He just shows up. Aren't you glad? What's an intervention? Action taken to intentionally become involved in a difficult situation. In order to improve it or prevent it from getting worse. Now, well, I just ask you to pray and say, Lord, you can intervene in my life. So, first of all, we go, well, wait, wait a minute. I don't, I don't really want the Lord to intervene in my life. Well, let me just read what it means again. And let's just really see. Do we or do we not? Intervention. Action taking to intentionally become involved in a difficult situation. Does anybody want God to step in in a difficult situation? It's, we, it's, we don't usually call on him. It's not usually when everything's going fine and perfect and smooth and the kids are acting right and your husband's good and there's plenty of money in the account and the bills are paid and there's food in the pantry and you got new clothes in the fur in the closet and your car's running good. That's usually not when we need an intervention, is it? We go, hey, everything's good. But we know how life has a way of turning and things can get bad quick, can't they? All of a sudden, one diagnosis, one phone call, one thing can completely change your life. But an intervention, action taken to intentionally become involved in a difficult situation in order to improve it, or preventing it from getting worse. Now, does anybody want God to come in and prevent things and help things from getting worse? Because I know what you're saying. Well, how can they get any worse? Oh, don't say that. They can. Can I tell you today, there, we, we need to intervene in some people's lives. We need to intervene in some teenagers' lives. We need to intervene in some kids' lives. Sometimes you've got to intervene in some marriages. Sometimes you've got to intervene on the work. Because you see a bad situation happening. You see people heading in the wrong direction. You see people going down a road and the bridge is out. But nowadays it's easy to go, well, I don't want to offend anybody. So I'm just not going to say nothing. Listen, people are dying they're going out into eternity without Jesus. We have to intervene sometimes. And thank God, he intervenes. He intervened with Zechariah and Elizabeth. And she that was barren had a child. Aren't you, don't you know they were glad that he intervened? Sometimes you think, look at things and they seem hopeless. But when God intervenes, He takes hopelessness and gives hope to it. He takes the impossible and makes it possible. Mary now is going to be the gateway to the Savior of the world. She's going to bring the Messiah in. This is something that's been prophesied and believed for and looked for. And all of a sudden, an angel comes and intervenes and interrupts her life and changes not only her life but the world you see God's interruptions in your life are not just for you 
they're for also for those around you. This intervention, this interruption, it helps us slow down. Sometimes we have to slow down. That's what January, we go into January, we've been through December, it's crazy, it's busy, it's just going. But we go into January and we go into that time, that first week, that prayer and fasting time, and we slow down and we, 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 we get refocused and we begin to listen and say, Lord, what, what do you have for this coming year? If you don't slow down, the Lord just may intervene and slow you down. Have you ever been going really, really fast? And all of a sudden, intervention. Red and blue intervention. They interrupted your speediness. And you, as me, begin to plead, Lord, Lord, mercy, have mercy, Lord. We tell them, have mercy, you know. But did we ever stop to think? Maybe God allowed them to intervene because right ahead could have been an accident. Right ahead, you could have killed somebody else or yourself. Right ahead. Sometimes, we, what we, we have to look at everything. All things work together for good. Even sometimes when we get in a hurry, that happens. But that intervention is for a purpose. It's a, to give us direction. It's interventions give us new ideas. Interventions help us to see people in need. And they're to help save someone's life. We all need an intervention, don't we? You see, when interruption happens, don't get mad. Don't get frustrated. Just say, Lord, what are you trying to say? What, what, what are you doing? Why have you stopped me? I'll never forget. Uh, I was always just, go, I want to be right on time. And my, my mom was sometimes very uh, not on time. And uh, <laughs> she liked to leave two minutes before the bank closed to get to the bank. And she usually made it. That's why I drive like I drive. Took after my mama. Unfortunately, my daughter took after me. <laughs> but I told them, we're leaving at this time. We were going somewhere, me and Amy picking them up. We get there, got to get this, got to get that, get the. I was so frustrated. I want to leave right now. And we left about five minutes late. We pull out of the driveway, we turn, get to the railroad, the, in the, the red light, I turn left, and we come right there, and right before about five minutes, there was a major collision crash between a bunch of cars. Had I left when I wanted to leave, I could have been right there. Why does things happen? Why? distracted and paused and sometimes instead of getting upset and mad we just got to say Lord you're in control it does not give you an excuse to be late though <laughs> still need to try to be on time but when 
intervention comes, we need to uh, allow it. Number two, divine interruptions can cause intimidation. Divine interruptions can cause intimidation. You think about it. Zachariah, Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, they all had divine interruptions. And what was all of their responses? Fear. <gasps> and then, not, 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 not me. You, and then all of a sudden, we start thinking the worst, don't we? The phone rings in the middle of the night, all the, our first thoughts, what's wrong? You know, I'm in all these things, and uh, or or I'm in trouble. You know, what's going on? What's that? You know, and, and once first we got to get past that fear, but then we get intimidated, and we go, whoa, 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 Lord, you got the wrong person. Surely not me. You, 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 this, you, you know, Zachariah's like, look, I'm, I'm just an old man. Joseph's like, this is not what I signed up for. Mary's like, I'm just a kid. I'm just, you know, no. But God doesn't have the wrong person. But we get intimidated sometimes because we know us. And we don't think we're up for the task that God is calling us to do. But can I tell you something? God thinks you're up for it. And if God thinks you're up for it, you can do it. Everybody say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. you you, you got to get past that and you've got to begin to understand, wait a minute, I am highly favored. Think about Moses. You, you, I want you to go let my people go. He started stuttering and no, I can't do it and help me, I need somebody else. And We, we, we look at Gideon Lord, he said, I, I'm the least in my family. He said, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I'm the least in my entire family. I mean, that's pretty low self-esteem, isn't it? Get in. I want you to do something great. Wait a minute. My family is the least of every family here, and I'm the least of the family. That's pretty low. And the Lord said, no, I got the right person. You're just the one. So let's not be intimidated by the interruption. And let's get over it. And let's say, you know what? I can do it. Whatever you're asking me to do. I mean, you say, well, that sounds foolish. Everybody say, I qualify. Oh, but I'm too poor. No, you qualify. But, but, but I'm powerless. No, 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 you qualify for the job. I, I'm, I'm despised. Nobody likes me. I... You qualify. Let's not be intimidated. we got to listen and allow the Holy Spirit to encourage us. Zachariah heard God, heard his prayer. Mary, you found favor. Gideon, you mighty man of valor. What, what they thought when they were intimidated and the devil tried to say, no, you're not. God reaffirmed them. You're the man. You're the woman. You mighty man of valor. So, you know what? And, and for, for parents and, and for leaders, you know what? We need to learn that same thing. We need to begin to call people what they can be, not what they are. Huh? Try that. Try that in your home. Instead of calling your husband what he is, why don't you start calling him what you want to be, what you want him to be? <laughs> no, I'm not. I heard somebody say gone. That's not, that's not what. 
calling people sorry and low down and losers and no good and you know what start calling them men of God you man of God you righteous you holy you pure you good you prosperous Woo, come on start calling me a rich man come on start calling me skinny hallelujah I'm like, I'm like Abraham. I'm going to call those things that are not as though they were. <laughs> divine interruptions. Number three, divine interruptions can all sometimes feel like an intrusion. Do you like to be intruded on? We don't like intrusions, do we? Sometimes we're like, wait a minute, this, that, that, that wasn't on my radar. That's not what I, that's not what I had planned, Lord. This is, I, I don't have time for that. There's, there's many times, I have, I have to be honest, there's times I'm, I'm going, 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 and all of a sudden something happens, this and that, and I'm just like, Lord, I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> and pastor, not one time did the Lord say, well, okay, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, I tell him, Lord, I don't have time for that. And he's like, ha, ha, here's two more things then. We're like, why now? Why now, Lord? Why can't you do that later? Why now? I'm sure Zachariah was like, I'm right in the light this candle. Can, can, Can you just, and the angel's like, and then he's like, oh, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. Okay, you're not going to be able to talk the next nine months. Which was a blessing to Elizabeth. But other than that, the Lord has a way of inter- even interrupting your doubt. Because if he sees, I, I don't know what was fixing to happen. But I know that there had to be some faith in this thing. And the Lord's like, I'm not even going to let you mess this up, speaking doubt, fear, and unbelief. So you know what? You just shut your mouth for the next nine months. Until you can speak some faith. And then it was when they dedicated him and circumcised on the eighth day, they said, what's his name going to be? Call him after years. Oh, it's going to be Zachariah Jr. Let's call him to the death. No, 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 no. John wrote on the paper. His name is John. Woo! And the Lord opened his mouth. He finally spoke something in faith. He finally declared, made a declaration of what the Lord had said and what he had heard. The Lord loosed his tongue. Sometimes our interruptions are like intrusions, but we've just got to say, Lord, you can interrupt my prayer time. You can interrupt my Bible time. You can interrupt my work time. You can interrupt my play time. You can interrupt me anytime. Intrude in my life because I need you. Everybody say, Lord, I need you. You know, Mary was busy planning the wedding and the Lord was like, I got, I got some plans for you. She, she was planning and how oh, how mothers are. I mean, my, my daughter-in-law, she's already, she's checking which, which hospital, what's calling people, which one, what doctor. Oh, don't choose that doctor. He's, he's rude. Okay, go ahead here, man. She's picking this. and oh, you got a plan. I mean, who's got the best plan? Who, who's the cheapest? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. 
ladies, you have plans. It was not on her vision board. I want to have a baby after riding a donkey nine months pregnant and have to wrap him in swaddling clothes and put him in a horse trough or a feed trough. That was not in the plan. That's just interruption. It's just what God does sometimes when we allow him to do what he wants to do. But guess what? It made a way for others. I'm going to skip on a little bit. Let's go to number four. Divine interruptions have intentionality. There's a divine purpose and a plan for it. Everybody say divine. We have purpose. We have plans. We want to do stuff. But God has a divine purpose. There's a mission to fulfill. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute, Mary. You, you, you're not just going to have a baby as a virgin. You're not. The Holy Spirit's not just going to overshadow you for no reason. The purpose, you're going to give birth to the Son of God. But it goes way beyond that. That Son of God is going to become the sacrifice for humanity. He is going to die. And that's why we heard a few weeks ago when I was preaching about Simeon holding a baby and blessing him and then looking at that mother and saying, an arrow is going to pierce your soul. What does that mean? That, that, that's not, I, I, I don't, I, I have a baby. I'm rejoicing at the baby. What are you talking about, an air piercing my soul? But I'm telling you, the divine interruption sometimes comes with a plan that's not necessarily our plan. None of us. Your goal is not for your baby to die. Your goal is for your baby to live and be prosperous. Grow up to be strong and healthy and productive and whatever parent wants. I mean, we want our kids to grow up. I mean, I declared it. I prayed over it. I, I, I wanted it to be, and it's become. My children, better looking than me, have they money than me. They're, they're healthier. They're smarter. And you know why? Not because they took after their mama. That's not the only reason. Part of the reason. But because we declared it over them. It was their faith. It's what we put it. It's what God planned for and what they worked for and what we pushed them to. We want to push our children to greatness. And God is trying to push you to greatness. But how many times did we see bad behaviors in our children and we, they thought it was not divine, but we divinely interrupted them. Huh? Sometime I divinely busted them. Many times. No, I didn't have no elf on a shelf. We had a belt on a hook. That's what made us act right. Huh? And they weren't afraid to use it. My mama whipped me. She spanked me with anything in sight. Y'all have heard this story so many times. I got in whipping every time I went to church because I was trying to have fun. So I went in the office and I hid everything that I could be spanked with. 
I thought. Sure enough, at night, go to the office. My mama wouldn't just take me to the office. She'd take all my friends, too. I know you can't hardly do that anymore, but she'd spank everybody's kid. If they were acting up, you got busted. Children's church, between kids' church and main church, she'd line us up. a shame you can't do that anymore because I'd line some of your kids up. Me and Pastor Marcello would take turns. <laughs> and they'd come home acting so much better. I went in there. Mama started looking for all the stuff. Everything was gone. She opened the drawer and found a hairbrush. Whoo! You don't want to get spanked with a hairbrush. I tried to be funny one time. She, she made me go pick my own switches. I went out in the yard. A big limb had fell. I come dragging that limb in. I thought it was a joke until she picked it up. Boom! Next time, I got me a little one. Mama don't play. Mama see bad behavior, there's going to be divine interruption into your plans. You know why? Because she wanted to stop behavior from getting worse. That's what God does. He sees things happening. He sees bad things. He sees things going wrong. And he interrupts our plans and he intervenes to keep things from getting worse. And I'm glad about it. Amen? Divine interruptions have intentionality. There's divine purpose. There's a mission. Amen. Your current challenge or difficulty may be because there's assignment for you. There's something for you to fulfill, and God is being intentional. I've heard my son Jacob say this multiple times about being intentional with people, having relationship intentional, not just accidental, being intentional about calling people and, and, and helping people and being there for people. I want friends that are not my friends by accident, but on purpose. And it's intentional. That's how God is. We see how Joseph was sold into slavery by his brother's Lied on, thrown in prison, forgotten when he would tell them, remember me. And then, in one day, when he interpreted the dream of the king, he went from the bottom of the jail to second in command. And then he saved that whole nation and Israel and his whole family that came down during the famine. And he told his brothers, what you meant for evil... God meant for good. There was an intentional plan. What's happening to you is not just random. There's a purpose. Everybody say, my life has purpose. Divine interruptions, intention was to position him. That, that, that interruption, Lord, I, I'm just trying to live. I, I have plans. I, but then all of a sudden, but there was a purpose. When you get sidetracked, it's a purpose. David, think about David. David's minding his business. David's 
practicing his harp. He's practicing his sling. He's doing what he should be doing. And then his daddy says, hey, come here. I, 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 I want to interrupt what you're doing. And I want you to take this uh, bread and cheese. And I want you to go take it to your brothers. Think about it. What if, what, what if Jesse had a called Grubhub? Or, or, or DoorDash? And said, hey, to go deliver. What if he'd have called Domino's? David, I don't want to go see my brothers. I, I'm busy. I'm practicing. I'm doing my thing. I'm an anointed king. I'm practicing to be a king. No, no, no. Take, take this to your brothers. He gets down there. What happens? He hears Goliath. He sees Goliath. He says, what, what's, what, who, who's this uncircumcised Philistine? I'll fight him. And then he went over there and knocked him in the head with a rock, cut his head off. And God set him up. He wasn't fulfilling his purpose out there in the field. It was good for the time, but now it's time to elevate you. Can I tell you today, God's trying to elevate you. But you can't be elevated from your lazy boy. Divine intervention comes sometime. It's not fun. And it gets you out of your rut and your routine. But guess what? It'll help you kill giants. It'll help the word spread. And it set him on a course for the kingdom that day because God set him up. God's setting you up today. Amen? Romans 8, 28, For we know that God causes everything to work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purposes. He has a purpose. Number five, divine interruptions came with instructions. Divine interruptions come with instructions. Joseph, what? Angel of the Lord, fear not. Take Mary to be your wife. Then later, remember, they're, they're, they're there. And he comes and says, hey, get your family. Go. Go to Egypt. Several times his life was interrupted and God sent him different directions for different purposes. But every bit of it was for his good. God never interrupts your life for bad. Divine interruption it comes, it's crucial. When, when, when the interruption comes, we've got to start looking for the instruction. Okay, Lord, you stopped me. Okay, Lord, you've woke me up. Okay, Lord, you've put me in this position. Okay, Lord, you, you, you've intervened, you've interrupted. What's my instruction? Could, I, could you do me a favor? Could you just close your eyes? And say, Lord, what's my next instructions? Be looking. Be listening. Zechariah, how can I be sure this is going to happen? <laughs> Mary, how, how, how can it be I'm a virgin? Listen, the, the Lord has a way. When He don't just tell you to do something, He'll tell you how. Sometimes He tells you right then. Sometimes He waits till you get on the journey. But your plan will come with instruction if you will listen. Number six, divine interruptions cause illumination 
They help us see what we're about to miss. Man, have you, ever, have you ever almost missed something, but then saw it, and then you're like, man, I'm glad I saw that. And the other times, we're driving, we travel, and we're riding, and Amy will go, oh, look at that. And I'm like, what? And then she explains to me what it was, and it was awesome, but I missed it. Don't you hate when you miss seeing things? So, Divine interruption, it's, a, it's an illumination. It helps you see what you're about to miss. To see what you didn't see. To see something in yourself. To see something in a situation. To see something in somebody else. You've got to see it. What you see is a setback. God views as a setup. Can I say that again? What God, what you see as a setback... God views as a setup for a comeback. Woo, y'all know I love boxing. I love to watch boxing and all going all the way up through the MMAs and all the different fighting things. And um, I love the sport of it. And I love the tenacity, the, the whole training. I love to see their backstories and everything. But I, I just love it when you see people that they're down. I mean, they're just, you just call them out. And then all of a sudden, at the last minute, they come back with that one punch, that one something. And they stand there bloody and beaten with their hands up. And you know what? Nobody cares how many times they got knocked down. It's just the fact that they got up one more time than they got knocked down. Come on, don't quit the fight. Keep fighting, keep swinging, keep believing, and, and allow God to say, Lord, uh, help me to see something in this situation I couldn't see. I know you're about to. Uh, it looks like that I'm, I'm, I'm out of this, but I'm, you're setting me up for a comeback. When the world, the devil, and everybody thinks you're out, no. God's setting you up. You're about to come back. Amen? What looks like a problem was actually an interruption. No room in the end. Going to have to go out into the barn. That was a setup. Why was it a setup? Well, the shepherds wouldn't have been able to come into the inn. Do you know the shepherds? They, they were the, the lowest position on the social ladder. They were considered the lowest working class. They were despised. So God made a way. God put them in a place. God allowed His Son to be in a place where the shepherds could get to. God will make it possible for you to get where you need to be, when you need to be, to see what you need to see. Amen? But you just have to be on the lookout. And you have to look up. And you have to know that God requires something on our part. We have to have an initiation. It, it, what, what is an initiation? It's the action of beginning something. The establishment of a starting point of an institution or activity. Can I just tell you? Do something. Just start. But I don't know what to do. Just do something. Do something different than what you're doing. If you're sitting, stand. If you're standing, step. It, it, just do something. Make an effort. Do something different. If you want next year to be different than this year, you're going to have to do something different next year. Or you're going to have the same outcome if you keep doing the same things. Mary 
her response was, let everything you said to me come true. That was her start. That was her initiation. She just said, okay, I don't understand it all. But my faith says it's going to happen. Isaiah 6, 8. Then I heard the Lord asking, whom shall I send as a messenger for his people? Who will go for us? And I said, here am I, send me. That's all it takes. See, you're trying to figure out where we're going to go, what we're going to do when we get there, uh, what's it going to look like, how much is it going to cost, and all the Lord's wanting you to say is, send me. He'll take care of the rest. He'll work all the rest out. He's got a plan. He's just looking for somebody to take action when he interrupts. So, as we close out today, how, how do we prepare for divine interruptions? Number one, if you're writing it down, expect them. Everybody say, I expect it. Now, if you're expecting an interruption, it shouldn't be a surprise. If you expect the Lord to speak to you, you're not going to be shocked when He speaks. Amen? If you're looking for good things to happen, you're not going to be shocked when it happens. No, no, no. I'm expecting them to happen. Begin your day by saying, Lord, you can interrupt my life today. You can speak to me any way you want to. Lord, I release this day into your hands. I release my life into your hands. I give you my talents and abilities. I'm expecting you to do something. I'm expecting you to say something. So I'm ready. Albert Einstein, he said there's two ways to live life. One, there are no miracles. Or two, everything's a miracle. You know what? I choose to believe everything's a miracle. I woke up this morning because of a miracle. I'm breathing right now. It's a miracle. I'm about to close this message today right now. That's a miracle. You, listen, you've you got to view them as opportunities, not obstacles. Lord, you didn't do this to stop me. You didn't do this to hinder me. You do this, did this to give me an opportunity to do something great. Number three, you've got to take time to reflect on the events as they unfold. Be begin to say, Lord, wow. I At the end of it, every day, stop and think, Lord, how did you speak to me today? Was it through somebody? Was it, was it through your nature? Was it through uh, 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 my spouse, my children? Some, some, God spoke somehow, some way. You were blessed. Take time to reflect upon it and realize that, man, God did something good. I love this scripture, uh, Luke chapter two nineteen, But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. King James says she pondered them. She kept all these things, everything that, that happened, everything the angel said, everything that was going on, she kept them in her heart and she thought about it often. You need to begin to think more often about the good things God is doing in your life. So we got to believe in the possibility that God is indeed up to something. God, you're up to something. And number four, you've got to respond with faith and not fear. So the next time an angel shows up, <laughs> I walked in the church here, it's been a while now,
I walked in and Pastor Marcella was sitting right there where Nicole's sitting and he was just weeping. I thought something had happened. So what happened? It was hard to even talk. But he'd walked in the building and as he's seen multiple times, angels heard him singing and they spoke to him that time. Told him to get his Bible. He ran, got his Bible and come back and then they were gone, weren't they? He said, I don't know what they wanted me to see or read. Or... But it was overwhelming. But see, when those things happen, when, and we have encounters all the time. The Bible says we encounter angels unaware. You may be that angel to somebody else. You may be that one showing up, interrupting their life to be a blessing, to keep them from harm. So we're always thinking about how God interrupts us, but I'm telling you, God's sending you to interrupt others too, to change the course of their life, to be a blessing to them. But you know what? This morning... Don't respond in fear. The next time that he interrupts you, the next time he speaks to you, the next time he shows up, say, Lord, I believe. Be it unto me according to your word. And then just think about it often. So, Father, today we're so grateful for this Christmas season. Lord, this last message of the year. We want you to interrupt the Lord's house. Holy Spirit, you can interrupt our worship services. You can interrupt the announcements. You can interrupt the offerings. You can interrupt the messages. You can interrupt any time you want to, to say anything you want to, to do what you want to, because we need you to intervene in our lives. We do not want to be the same. We need new direction, new vision, new purpose. And even though it's scary sometimes, and it seems impossible, we know we can do it. So Lord, we give you permission this morning. And we're going to respond in faith. And we're going to say, yes, Lord. And you're going to do the miraculous in us and through us. I call this house blessed. I call our people blessed. I call all those watching online today blessed. Intervene in their life. Intervene in that one right now that's hopeless and despondent. Father, intervene in that one that feels like life is not worth living. Your life is worth living. God is intervening in your life. Stop it. Get up and call on God. Say, Jesus I give you my life. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord and Savior. Interrupt my plans. And give me a purpose. Father, I just declare your blessings on our people. Your blessings on the Lord's house. And I pray that you interrupt their lives. Interrupt their sleep. Interrupt their play. And Father, give them new purpose for a new season. In Jesus' name, amen.